If you know God made you to make a difference, turn up the volume. This is for you. Welcome to the Purpose to Impact podcast. Here, we're digging into the what, where, when, why, and how around taking impact from an opportunity to an actual occurrence. We'll see what it looks like at the business level, church level, and personal life level too. The who, that's already answered. It's you. You are purpose to impact. So settle in and listen up. Your desire to make a difference is doable, and it starts right here. Hey, hey, welcome or welcome back to the podcast. Today is our second episode in our series of mindset shifts for greater purpose and deeper impact. As we talked about last week, daily habits are absolutely critical. They're how we feed our flesh and our spirit. And when it comes to our pursuit of higher purpose, we've got to align our actions with our aspirations. And that brings us to this week's topic. What are we feeding our purpose? This is a concept that struck me this past winter after I had made homemade focaccia bread one night. Seriously, if you haven't tried it, you've got to do it. It's so easy, versatile, and exceptionally delicious. But that's not the point. That night, it had been snowing that week. And, you know, I was like, I was just in the mood for something warm and yummy and just... Okay, sorry, I'm distracting myself. Anyway, after I'd thoroughly enjoyed a couple pieces of that perfectly crisped bread, it has that like chewy, olive oily interior and it's just perfumed with garlic and rosemary. That's how I chose to do it, but like literally there's so many different variations you could do. And then I made like spaghetti sauce, so I like was dunking it in the marinara. Oh, mm. so, anyway, sorry, back, I'm back made the bread, ate the bread, cleaned it all up. And I started thinking about what in the world would possess me to do this on a weeknight. But this was the thought that crossed my mind. Bread is a major theme in the Bible. And there are all different kinds, some man-made and some God-given. Psalm 127 verse 2 in the ESV says, it is vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. For he gives to his beloved sleep. Now look, if you know me at all, you know, sleep is my love language. Second to that, carbs. (laughs) So, sleep and bread, sign me up. Seriously. (laughs) But this verse talks about the bread of anxious toil. That is definitely a recipe we whip up ourselves. Honestly, it's what we have to stomach when we try to make everything happen for ourselves, by ourselves. And then there's the bread of idleness, which the Bible says is never on the menu for the Proverbs 31 woman. That's what we gorge on when we let fear stop us from moving forward to do the thing that God has called us to do. When we make excuses for our inaction, or even when we busy ourselves with distractions that mask our disobedience. Yikes. That bread of anxious toil and the bread of idleness seem to me like the two ends of a loaf that we as fallen humans need together as we try to make something of our lives without God's help. But when we include him in the mix, we get a recipe for a mindset that allows us to maintain a rhythm of work and rest that propels us forward in our purpose without pushing us over the edge. We've got to work to eat, and it isn't easy. 
As God told Adam as he was being escorted out of Eden, by the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread. That's Genesis 3.19. But still, God provides so that we can rest when we're working hard, and even when it feels like we're just wandering. But sometimes his provision comes in unexpected ways that we might not immediately recognize. So here's a question for us. When we pray, give us this day our daily bread, do we really know what we're asking for? The manna God provided for the children of Israel in the wilderness got its name because they literally had no clue what it was. Moses had to explain it to them. In Exodus 16 verse 15, it says, And when the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, It is manna, for they wist not what it was. And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. The people didn't understand the way God provided bread for them in the wilderness, but it sustained them until they were ready and willing to enter the promised land. God's peace sustains us as we do the work we're not passionate about while we're preparing to step into our purpose. Philippians 4 verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So when we think about God sustaining us in this wilderness place, a lot of times our work can feel like that desert wilderness place of nothingness. Maybe your current job feels like your wilderness and you're craving more meaningful work. But when it feels like you're working hard in a job you're not passionate about with people who, to put it mildly, aren't exactly your favorite, God always finds a way to rain down what you need to get through those trying moments. I have experienced this myself and it's just amazing to me how God just shows up and just sees me through even the craziest moments. He drops the perfect answer in your mind when your boss asks the question you didn't prepare for. He's the leash on your tongue or fingers when you get that per my last email in your inbox. Ugh. And you know what? He cues that song of gratitude that silences the dread when the alarm starts ringing in your ears on Monday morning. It's the peace that you don't quite understand, but know it's working in you and for you every single moment. And that is how you get the work done. The right work. The work that keeps food on your table and your life full of the things that matter most to God. Hey, real quick. If you're enjoying this episode and thinking, this is great, but how can I actually do this? Then get on the Purpose to Impact email list. Each week I share a short and sweet devotional. Yes, devotional, as in a devotional that you actually do with some practical action steps to help you put the takeaways from each episode into practice. Join at impactinsight.co slash devotional. All right, back to what we were talking about. There's another kind of bread that the Bible talks about. The bread of life is food for your soul and fuel for your purpose. In John 6, 35, it reads, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. When we think about our work, you know, there's so many different ways that we can go about it. The hustle mindset tells us to stay hungry because, well, honestly, that's the only option it offers. It's an insatiable pursuit of fulfillment that always leaves us empty. 
It's Jesus alone who satisfies his purpose and his word through his power and promise to fulfill them both. The bread God provides is made to be sustenance for our souls eternally. But we may not recognize it when we see it. Because it doesn't follow the traditional recipe for things we usually try to satisfy our craving for success and fulfillment, it doesn't quite look the same. Maybe that's why the Bible says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blesses the man who trusts in him. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. That's Psalm 34 verses 8 and 14. God's peace is the provision that makes the wilderness preceding our promised land more palatable. You know, he doesn't want us to wander. That wasn't his original plan. But as anyone who's ever tried a new diet can attest, I'm raising my hand here. It's the withdrawal from those things our bodies have become so accustomed to and dependent on. That's the hardest part. That's what the wilderness was for. It was a place of purging to prepare them for the promise. Whether you're walking in circles around your purpose or preparing to step into it, God's peace is your promise. Detox your mind from the anxiety baked into the futile pursuit of success and security as society defines them. Instead, let's feast on the word of God, following each breadcrumb as it leads us closer to his heart and aligns our lives with his purpose and plan. Let's indulge in his presence and savor every morsel of the peace we receive through our time spent with him. It's what'll keep us going and it's what will keep us grounded. So what does this even look like? You know, taking this out of this metaphor of bread and all of that, like what does this look like in real life? In the do with diligence section of my book, there's a chapter called Start Now. Inside, there's a daily diligence checklist that outlines five high-level things you can do every day to move closer to your purpose. It's on page 109, if you're wondering. Those things are reflect, research, reach out, revise, and realize. So when we're thinking about aligning our actions to our aspirations. This is how we can start doing that every day, creating these daily habits to feed our purpose with something that will fuel it and push us forward. So let's talk about how we can apply this framework at the ministry level, business level, and personal life level. All right, ministry level, reflecting. That could look like looking for the themes that like what themes are you noticing pop up in your sermons from week to week or in your personal study or devotion time are there any common threads that indicate something god is trying to get across think about those things and write them all down i should say you know as we start in this section of like how can we apply this practically i encourage you to journal if you don't or at least take notes you don't have to call it journaling it could be note-taking. Call it what you want. Write stuff down with a pen and a paper or at least some form of like digital pen paper situation because honestly, the psychology is out there. But writing, the physical act of writing things down seals stuff in your brain like nothing else. Certainly not typing. So I encourage you, 
write this stuff down as you're going through these daily diligence things, these five areas, write it down. It, it'll change your life. Anyway, we talked about reflecting in the ministry level research. What are the tangible needs in your immediate community? What is the history of your community? What are the demographics there? What is unique about the people that make up your local area? How have current events uniquely impacted your surrounding area? Are there any upcoming elections, votes on legislation, anything like that that would impact your city, your county, or your state? What community organizations are most active in your area? Who leads them? How can you come alongside to show investment in your community beyond just the people that are a part of your congregation? Reaching out. As ministers, this probably seems like a no-brainer, but sometimes it can be a little harder to do outside of your immediate congregation. But maybe that looks like being intentional about making connections with community leaders, being present and engaged in support of local events as appropriate. (laughs) But honestly, just showing up and letting the people know that you're there for them. And then look inside, like get a pulse on your congregation. Connect with families outside of your leadership team for meetings that don't just include counseling. Get to know their story and their real life concerns. Get a sense of what real life is like for them and that'll help you better understand you know, what's going on and what your people are dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Revise. Take a look at your daily, weekly, and monthly calendars. What's on there that you actually need to do personally? What could you delegate so you can make room for more of the ideas we just bounced around and others as the Lord leads? Realize. Look at how much your ministry has grown over the last year in more ways than attendance. Praise the Lord for every one. You can do this by thinking about people you've noticed deep in their relationship with God. Consider how many young ministers you've trained and extended opportunities to be involved. Notice what inroads you've accessed into the community, partnerships you formed, and opportunities you've taken advantage of to grow more established and known in your local area. These are all things worth highlighting and celebrating. All right, business level. Reflect. When you started this business, what was your vision for it? What goals did you set? Have any of those priorities changed? Research. Know your industry. Know your market and know your target audience. Get very specific on who your business serves. Find out everything there is to know about what characterizes your ideal client. What are the first thoughts running through their mind when the alarm goes off on Monday? Do they even have an alarm set? What's their idea of fun? Are they chasing toddlers, career goals, or something else, or all of the above? What's their style? What are their dreams? What frustrates or stresses them out the most? You need to get to know them this well and be able to answer these questions in order to be able to serve them the best that you can. And on that note, what problem does your company solve for that person? Also, you need to know the landscape you're working in. What other companies offer solutions to the same problem you solve for your clients? Are there similar solutions to yours on the market? 
What sets your solution apart? Who are your customers comparing your offer with? Whether it's in terms of price, quality, features. What's the price range for similar offers to yours? Where do you fall on that spectrum? And does your brand vibe align with that? And on that note, are you attracting the right customers for that price point? Reach out. When you're scrolling through social media, make it intentional. Comment on posts from customers who tag your brand. DM customers who share feedback on social media to offer a personal response. Send out a pulse check survey via email. Consider offering a discount, free shipping on their next order, or a chance to win a bonus service or product. If you don't have a way to reach out directly, build an email list so you own the contact information for people interested and invested in your brand. Do not leave this to social media. The next time Instagram crashes and goes down, that cannot be your only way to access your customer base. It has happened enough that we should all know by now. You need to own your own contact list. Seek out a mentor who has more experience in your industry or aspects of business that you're eager to learn. Build and wait before I even move on. On that note, this is more than just a, hey, let me pick your brain email. This is like intentionally building relationships, whether it's investing in coaching or just establishing personal relationships where it's okay to just go to coffee or go to lunch or, you know, hang out, whatever, but not, you know, this needs to have some longevity to it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And the last one here is building an accountability and encouragement group for yourself. People that are close to you that you can check in with regularly because the highs and lows of entrepreneurship are real. You need people to celebrate with you on the mountaintop and pick you up and walk with you through the valleys. You cannot go it alone. Revise. If you're not as aligned with your vision, purpose, and client needs, brainstorm ways to close those gaps. How can you repurpose or reposition existing products or services? Is there a need your current customers have expressed that you can meet? Apply your creative energy to develop those specific solutions. Is there a better way to reach your ideal customers? Rethink your marketing strategy to meet people where they are. Refine your messaging. Are you really capturing the difference your product or service makes? And lastly, realize acknowledge and celebrate milestone moments admittedly this is something that i am learning to get better at (laughs) i'm often you know okay that's done on to the next thing and i'm trying to retrain my brain to say you know what that's done we're gonna celebrate that and acknowledge that because that was an accomplishment (laughs) and then we go on to the next thing so did you land your first sale Did you hit a revenue goal? Did you launch a new product or service package? Celebrate it. It doesn't have to be some big, elaborate, expensive celebration, but taking the time to just acknowledge it and rewarding yourself with a Ferrero Rocher or something. (laughs) Like Acknowledge the moment and allow yourself to feel accomplished and special and give God all the praise and glory for helping you knock that thing out. What transformations have your clients experienced as a result of working with you? Capture those stories and include them in your sales process. I cannot stress this enough. The entire concept of impact messaging that I teach and help people figure out is 
how to gather this information of the your client's experience and what you've helped them to achieve, whether it's through the service you offer or a product that you provide. What difference did that make in their lives? Get that in their words and weave those stories into your website, into all of your marketing copy because that is what will let other people know that they've found the thing that they're looking for. And you know what? Especially if you're walking through one of those valley moments, reread all of those great reviews and definitely share them on your website. All right, last but not least, our personal life level. This applies to all of us, whether we're ministers, entrepreneurs, going to work every day, or full-time parents or homemakers. This starts with simply practicing fundamental spiritual disciplines, spending time in prayer, and reading the word. Making it a habit to fuel up in this way before facing our day will help us maintain the peace and presence of mind needed to act with purpose for impact. So, reflect. What has God been showing you through prayer and your devotion time? What words, thoughts, or prompts keep coming up? Research. What are the needs in your community? How can you be specific and strategic in prayer for the people in your area? Reach out. Build genuine relationships. Connect with neighbors, your kids, friends, parents, the barista at the Starbucks you frequent. Make room for casual chit-chat to grow into more meaningful conversations And let the Lord lead your questions and responses. Revise. Edit your morning and nighttime routines. Give yourself time to truly connect with God, your family, and check in with yourself. Rethink the importance of incidental interactions. See every one of them as an opportunity to share what you have. The truth of God's love and saving grace with someone who needs to experience it. And honestly, the best way to do that or, you know, prepare yourself to do that is to give yourself more than enough time to go places and do things so you have moments to spare to invest in these interactions as opportunities arise. You know, if we're always running late, we're always ripping and running between appointments and things, bolt into the grocery store, sprint through the aisles, grab everything we need and get out as quickly as we can. There's no room for connecting with people when we're running you know, on such a tight timeline like that. But if we can, and I'm truly speaking to myself, (laughs) if we can slow ourselves down and give ourselves more time to spend in places as common as the grocery store, wherever, then we will have the presence of mind and the time to spare to really engage in those interactions. Lastly, realize How much have you grown in your relationship with God? Look also at how friendships have blossomed recently. Count every one of those blessings. Recall how God has turned situations around or brought you through trying times. Remember those lessons. Freely share them with others who may need that encouragement. These are just some ways to think about how we can feed our purpose on a daily basis by doing those five things that going through that daily diligence checklist where, you know, you're spending time every day, whether it's, you know, in the evening before you go to bed or whenever it makes the most sense for you to do it, but spending time reflecting, researching, reaching out, revising your, you know, your action plan, 
and really just realizing what God has done and is already doing. And, you know, those it might seem like a lot to do those five things, but the amount of connection you will feel to your purpose, your calling, will be so much greater because it has so much more clarity now. You're paying attention to everyday things and the progress that's made. And so you'll be able to see it while it's happening. And that'll give you a sense of impact of like, wow, like I do see a difference that's being made just through my regular life, whether it's in a ministry context, a business context, or just in your casual personal life, we'll be able to see that impact building And that is so encouraging and it really just helps build that momentum to keep moving forward. So I encourage you, take this process and apply it to your life at whatever time in the day makes the most sense. And you will be so, so encouraged in all areas of your life, ministry, and career. All right, let's wrap this up in prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, for this time to just get a little bit more strategic and intentional when it comes to managing our everyday intake of what it is we are feeding our purpose. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all of the opportunities, the feast of opportunities that you put in front of us every single day to make a difference in the lives of the people who we come across in all of our interactions through business, through ministry, and in our personal lives. I pray, God, that you would help us to gain a clarity and a connection to your will for us as we move about our spheres of influence. Help us, God, to slow down so that we can hear your voice of direction, whether it's where to go, what to say, who to say it to, and have the time and availability to truly respond and give you an opportunity to show up in our life and in the lives of those we engage with. In Jesus' name, amen.